Alex, you have created several successful projects like Keep the Heat, Rise 9 and the TV series Anime. What are you up to right now and what excites you? So what I'm up to right now is I'm actually working at a company called Superbam as their head of marketing, uh, doing press, PR, events. So we're doing VidCon, which is coming up in the US. Uh, we're also, we just got done doing Playlist Live. So we're a digital rights management company and also an optimization company for big YouTubers, media companies. Uh, so this is my first time stepping into more of a executive role. Uh, using all of the knowledge that I've gained up to this point as a YouTube content creator uh, or just a content creator in general. Um, so it's, it's been a challenge and it's been a lot of fun. So that's, that's what I'm up to now. And what excites me the most? Honestly, right now, there's three things. Uh, health, happiness, and awakening to your full potential. So those three things are really exciting to me and I'm thinking about even starting a YouTube channel based around those or building a brand based around those. And so, you know, just for my own personal journey, health, happiness, awakening. What has been your biggest success story? Oh, I think the biggest success story of my career, I think there's a few. I think it's every viral video that I've had that's just kind of taken off and been picked up by pretty much every news publication has been my personal biggest successes. So one of those was a mashup of Frozen, the movie, and Breaking Bad that I did that went viral and got picked up by everyone. I think Time Magazine actually called it the best parody in the world or something crazy like that, the, the best parody ever. Uh, so that was really cool for someone who's made parodies up to that point. Uh, I actually got nominated for a Webby Award uh, based off that as well, which was really cool. Uh, I did a video called Raining Food where me and my, someone I collaborated with, Steve Cardinal, did this video where we had food raining down on us in slow motion and we raised $10,000 for Action Against Hunger, which is a charity that supports uh, ending world hunger. So that was a big, uh, big success for me. And of course, I think just be, being on the top 100 most subscribed YouTubers in the world and go, you know what? I think my biggest success is going to the White House. That's, that's a pretty big success. I got invited by President Obama for the first ever Digital Influencer Summit. So we got flown out to this big thing at the White House to uh, talk about climate change, talk about all these issues. And it was just a great pinnacle of my career to be like, wow, you know, I've really made it, I've really done it. So I think that's what it is. What is the biggest trend right now in the video content? I think consistency right now is, is what's what I'm getting. I mean, you know, with the way the algorithms are without getting too, too in-depth into it, consistency is very important just to be posting every day or every week or on a specific schedule. They call it a cadence. Uh, you know, it works really well with the algorithms themselves and also with uh, your audience to let to let them know exactly when you're going to be posting. Also, it's important to be consistent with content as well. Uh, there's a lot of content out there. It's the market in general is getting very oversaturated, so you have to find your niche, and that means that whatever you find, you got to be consistent. If you try to spread yourself too thin, you know, you could get lost in translation, get lost in the shuffle. So I'd say consistency. What would you say is the optimal length for a video that people actually view on YouTube? I have a good story behind this. So actually on my uh, channel that I created uh, originally, Yo Mama, which is uh, animated jokes, um, this, we actually had to face this struggle firsthand. So what we did at the beginning was we would have these jokes that were animated and they were just a single joke. So they were 30 seconds long. 
Uh, around 2012, 2013 or so, YouTube actually changed their algorithm to favor longer form content. What this meant in a nutshell was that we had to make videos that were over 10 minutes long or we would, our channel would die. So we were facing a position in which how are we gonna make 10 minutes of animation on a consistent basis without dying? And we ended up coming up with the idea to have one new joke and then a bunch of, and then put all a lot of our other jokes that we created up to that point and mash them up into this long video. So we were actually able to reuse all of our old content and keep that content going because we were able to make it 10 minutes, if that makes sense. So it was a new, instead of just a new video, it was a new video and then 10 minutes worth of all, all of our old videos at the end of every single video. And again, if we wouldn't have done that, our channel would have died, but now it's actually growing faster than ever before and we just reached 5 million or 4 million subscribers. Uh, so things like that are very important, longer form content. What is the worst thing about being an influencer? For me, I just think how nonstop it is and how taxing it can be on your soul. Um, you know, our souls, we all as human beings, I feel like we want to be free. We want to be free to do our own thing. And that's one of the issues of, you know, being an influencer or being a creator is that you think, you know, you're able to do whatever you want, but actually once you start being a creator, you have to actually feed this machine that you created. So that's why it's very important to sort of establish those ground rules at the beginning. Uh, again, whether that's, you know, uploading once every month or posting however you can, and that's only for YouTube. I mean, you know, it, it works different ways with Instagram, but whatever precedent you set, you have to be able to keep that up. I use an example of PewDiePie who's uploaded every day for eight years. And in his last video, he even said it himself, he has to keep doing it or he's gonna die. And that's, that's a very extreme example, but it's true. You know, whatever precedent you set, you have to, you have to keep going with. So honestly, the, the daily grind and the no breaks mentality of, of what you have to have to do this, I'd say is, is the hardest part. What are the top three things that upcoming influencers should pay attention to when it comes to monetization and protection when producing and sharing their content? I think the biggest thing of monetization is to not, not only rely on ad revenue. So for example, YouTube, Twitch, any one of these platforms, most of them really, the way that you can monetize is through the ad revenue. That's fundamentally creating a middleman, whereas you're paying me based on watching an ad and that ad pays me 40 or 50%. And then, so I'm getting a cut of that, but why have the ad when you can just pay me directly? That's why I think platforms like Patreon, um, basic attention token with the Brave browser and, and different platforms like this coming up, even Instagram putting in you know, ways that you can buy directly from the creators, the Amazon affiliate program, things like this, diversifying these revenue verticals, I think are very good for the community and being able to diversify your income. Because again, they say like the average millionaire has seven to eight revenue streams. And as a creator, you have to be thinking about that. You have to be thinking about how are you gonna expand your business to get seven or eight revenue streams from that. So I think in, in terms of monetization, diversification is very important. And in terms of protection, yeah, I mean, when it comes to digital rights management, whenever you get to a certain point, let's say a million, two million followers, uh, piracy becomes a very big issue. People stealing and re-uploading your content or remixing, and there's in many cases anywhere from a thousand to ten thousand to hundreds of thousands of dollars being left on the table um, for content that 
you know, has been re-uploaded that's not yours that, you know, companies like mine can actually help, you know, recover. So I think that's very important. And also optimization is very important. Whenever your creators are very creative and then they don't always know exactly how to read the analytics, they don't always know how to iterate and optimize and that's something that we do really well is, is being able to say, hey, this thumbnail will work better, this is gonna increase your click-through rate, this title is gonna work better, these descriptions are gonna work better. And in many cases, we can take someone from making you know, X amount of dollars per month to 10Xing that just based around changing your titles, thumbnails, and just very easy stuff that you wouldn't normally think. And I think the last thing for protection is just protecting yourself from future algorithm changes or future changes to platforms. And that just starts with trying to be ahead of the curve and see it coming. And again, it all comes back to diversification. You know, don't put all your eggs in one basket in every form of the word, whether that's putting all of them in YouTube, you know, maybe be on Instagram as well, maybe be on Twitch, maybe don't put all your, you know, money in, in or don't put all your time in the ad revenue, you know, be on different, you know, Patreon and all these different things. So that's going to protect you the most. It's the same as investing, right? You wouldn't put all your money into one stock. If it tanks, you're gone. Yeah. You know, you have to put, you have to put your, your eggs in, in as many baskets as you can. What's your biggest influence in your life and in your career? It's hard to say that I, that I would just have one. I have a bunch. I mean, you know, Michael Jordan was a big inspiration. He's a basketball player when I was a kid. Uh, you know, just the fact that he failed so many times and recovered from it. And he was dropped from his high school basketball team but ended up being the best basketball player in the world. And that was really inspiring to me as a kid. Um, who inspires me these days? Uh, I get inspired by Kanye West, uh, who's a very controversial figure, but um, I really love how he's just always on one and always believing in himself. Um, you know, let's see, who else? Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, he inspires me because he has a huge platform that he's built based off of his acting career, but I love that he uses that for climate change and to uh, raise awareness of the things that he's passionate about. Um, Barack Obama is a, a big inspiration of mine. Uh, I just think he was a, a great president. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's just, I don't know, I get inspiration from a lot of different people, you know, little things here, little things here. If you were given a superpower, what would you like it to be? So I think if I had one superpower, it would be to have access to everything. So even when I was a kid, I would think of things like, oh, I wish that I could just know if there was, like for example, who in the world looks exactly like me? If I just would have that knowledge and be able to be like, oh wow, this person looks exactly like me, that's crazy. Or if I just had a question and it was just answered. So I think, Having access to everything is very, would be a great superpower, not only information, but just having access to, to travel anywhere I wanted at any given time. Um, I think that's why the concept of financial freedom is very important to me because, you know, being able to do whatever you want, whenever you want is, uh, you know, is a, is, a nice, uh, is a nice luxury to have. But I think it goes beyond just the earth. Right? Like I want to have access to as much knowledge in the world and even beyond the world as possible. And, uh, and I feel very limited here in this uh, human existence. You know, we, it's very hard to tell right from wrong, true from false. And, uh, and I feel like if I had access to that infinite wisdom, you know, I would just be, I would, I would be my, my ultimate self. But that's why we're here, right? We have to figure all this out for ourselves, and that makes it, that makes it fun.